0: Making waves. Inspiring change. Opening doors to an equal future. Here on the and Global on Wheels Disability Advocacy podcast, host ming Candidate journeys with an array of guests through the multifaceted world of disability advocacy. Guests will share their insights and will discuss some of today's most crucial questions and topics, as well as provide perspectives into the current disability rights movement and lifestyles of people around the world. Let's make waves together in the disability movement. Enjoy the episode.
1: Jay Ruderman, welcome to the and Global on Wheels podcast hour. Thank you. Jay Ruderman is the president of the Ruderman Family Foundation, an advocacy organization focusing on the full inclusion of people with disabilities into society, Jay graduated from Brandeis University with honors and received his JD from Boston University School of Law. He lives in Boston with his wife, Shira, and their four children. To kick off, I know you um, your, one of your former positions was a district attorney uh, position, and I'm curious how did that position um, made you a better disability rights advocate when doing philanthropy work at the Ruder- Ruderman Family Foundation?
2: Well, I-, I think one thing as an assistant district attorney, you deal with hundreds of people every day, from criminal defendants to criminal defense attorneys to prosecutors to uh, court clerks to um, judges. And I think that doing that job for years and interacting with hundreds of people, you get a really good sense very quickly as to who the person is. So I, I think that that is what helped me the most. Um, one, being able to triage and decide what's important, what's not important, and also being able to read people. And I think that's come in really handy because I think in, in the world of, of philanthropy, Anytime I've run into an issue, it's had to do with ego. So, you know, I'm at a point now in life where I really want to work with people who I like and who I trust. And um, I think I have a good sense of that.
1: So what can the disability rights movement in Israel do? learn from the movement here in the United States states, and vice versa. I think you have a unique perspective here right. and can really shed some light in that area.
2: Right. So I li- I, I'm an American, uh, you know, born and brought up in, in Boston, but, you know, lived nine years in Israel and started to raise my family in Israel, although I live back in Boston right now. And our foundation ha- is based in Boston uh, but we do an op- have an office in Israel. Um, listen, disability rights issues tend to be the same all over the world. It just depends on how the government reacts to to um, the, the the push for expanded disability rights. So in Israel, I would say their laws may be a little bit more advanced. They... Um, have signed on to the UN uh, Convention of the Rights of People with Disabilities, whereas the United States has not. Um, so the laws in Israel are very good, but the implementation is not that good. And that's a cultural thing. You, you may have you a know, law saying you need to have curb cuts in, in, in sidewalks that are being built, but then you might have a developer who develops a neighborhood and doesn't put in curb cuts. Um, I think in the United States, maybe there's more... Adherence to the law, um, but you know, th- sometimes I find that the issues that people with disabilities face are universal. Uh, the stigma is universal. I think that um, unemployment of people with disabilities is very high in Israel. Uh, it's very high in the United States. Um, th- there, there, there are very, very similar issues. I think one. Thing that the United States can learn from Israel is the, um, you know, most Israelis serve in the military in Israel, and um, if you don't serve in, in the military, it's seen as 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 um, you're not fully part of society. So one thing that that the Israeli army has done with many different nonprofit groups is they've taken young people with disabilities. And they've allowed them to have an army service and they've allowed them to use their skills um, that are particular to them to help the army. Like for example, um, there's a group of young people with autism who um, they're in in a particular unit, their, their job is to track um, uh, equipment, you know, whether it be uh, cars or Jeeps or planes or whatever. And, and, And the focus that that takes is so great that most people wouldn't have the patience to put that much focus in. But some people in the autism community really excel at that. And and the Israeli army has been able to take that sort of skill set and use it for the benefit of of the army. Whereas in this country, I don't think you're going to find people with disabilities in, in the U.S. army. And it's a shame because I think everyone has the ability to contribute.
1: In your opinion, what are the, uh, the, the most uh, severe issues facing people with disabilities, the disability community in the next 10 years? And, and what are your thoughts um, with uh, your foundation, the Ruderman Family Foundation in helping tackling these issues?
2: So I would say that the, the the number one issue is the stigma that, that people with disabilities face in society. You still haven't budged the numbers in terms of employment. And employment, you know, before COVID, unemployment in the United States was like below 5%. But people with disabilities routinely are over 70%. Um, and a lot of that comes from stigma. I mean, there are other issues regarding transportation, but you know, companies you know, it depends on what company and the companies that have been better at including people with disabilities have always been companies where they have a personal connection to disability, someone in their family, like you mentioned, Tom Harkin, who had a brother who was deaf, every major corporations doing something great on disability has someone in their family with a disability and that's why it's important to them. But how do you get beyond that to get beyond the stigma and say, listen, people with disabilities are part of society just like anyone else and deserve, you know, a fair shot. That's the challenge right now. And it's one of the reasons why we've really focused on the entertainment industry. Because I think that popular entertainment influences people's attitudes, and will have far-reaching ramifications on the inclusion of people with disabilities in almost any legislation that's out there. And so, you know, with with um, entertainment, I mean, we got into it because we've been involved in advocacy of of really being critical and and really criticizing movies and television shows that have inauthentically portrayed disability um, and we were pushing a big boulder up the hill in 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 the entertainment industry because whereas you'll no longer see let's say a caucasian uh, actor play an african-american actor or an asian actor or a native american actor or a hispanic actor um, or even in the lbgtq that's also you know changing where you're seeing more and more authentic representation. With disability, you're still stuck in the in the mindset in Hollywood that playing a disability is great acting. And in fact, in the last 30 years, uh, half of the men that have won the best actor Oscar have, have won it for playing a disability. So we started to be super critical. We got a lot of attention in the media and then we started to get the attention of the studios and we started to sit down with the studios um, and one by one, you know, so far we've gotten CBS Viacom, we've gotten NBC Universal to agree to open their all of their auditions to actors with disabilities. And I think what you will see is a pipeline where you'll see more and more accurate representation of disability in film and, and TV. And I think there's another couple studios that will come along with what we're what we're proposing um the academy awards is talking about the best pack, uh, best um the oscar for best picture and how disability will be one of the categories that they're going to look at in terms of diversity so there is change in hollywood and this change in hollywood will change our society i mean michelle obama once said that most of us get to know people who are not like us because we see them on television And I think you're going to see, you're going to see more and more authentic uh, portrayal of disability on television, in movies, in theater, and it will change public perception of disability.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and came away with some information that you can now take with you to create your own change. If you would like more information about Traipsin Global on Wheels, please visit traipsinglobalonwheels.com. And that's traipsin.com. T-R-A-I-P-S-I-N. And for updates and other TGOW-related news, follow our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook, both with handles, Trapes and Global on Wheels, and then also LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find the links below in the description box or on our main channel page. We sincerely appreciate your support, and we'll catch you again next time.